podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined uh, by this one. So I know I said last time that we were going to go start at the top of the roster for these player previews and then work our way down. I lied and messed up. We we actually went out of order right from the get-go and I should have had Alex Caruso right at the very top of our roster here for these player previews. But I'm making up for that mistake by bringing on the founder and uh, CEO of Big Balder Brand uh, LLC, I think it is, right? Is that what you put Yeah, under? it's a limited liability corporation. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, the chairman of the bald, Harrison Fagan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, like my uh, my hairline's looking better than ever. Free agency is over, so it's starting to grow back. You know, I, it just recedes as I get more stressed. <laughs> um, so, you know, just hanging in there. And I'm, I'm happy my guy Caruso got finally paid like an NBA player after two seasons of proving he probably was one. So, you know, long time coming and excited to talk with you about like the third member of the Lakers big three with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Or first. Yeah, I mean, like, I personally would put him up there. I just didn't want to assign that to you necessarily. Yeah, no, I mean, you and I are in agreement on this one. And uh, so, yeah, today's show, we're going to preview. We're going to look back, obviously. That's how all these are going to work. We're going to start by looking back on the season that was for Alex Caruso. Then we are going to go. We are going to uh, talk about what, if anything, he can improve on in uh in individually in the second segment and then in the final segment we'll get into how he fits within the team construct and and how the team fits around him and uh and and our expectations for him next year which uh are going to be pretty lofty i'm just going to go out and i'm going to go ahead and and uh warn you guys ahead of time for that so let's start with the season that was alex caruso uh you know he was held back he was he was held back to yes. a uh, a borderline hilarious extent. It, look, I, I a lot of this is going to be said in jest, you know, just just a heads up. But it, it is wild to me that Alex Caruso in his second year played twelve fewer games than he played in his first. Like if we look at if we look at just outright failures of Luke Walton's tenure. The way he managed Alex Caruso from day one really is 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 up there because he had Tyler Ennis playing significant minutes ahead of him one year. Then he had Rajon Rondo, one of the worst players in the NBA, one of the worst players, frankly, in NBA history statistically uh, last year playing ahead of Alex Caruso. And Caruso somehow played 12 fewer games. That's insane. (laughs) That's incredible. This is where we're going to see a test of how much like how much is every Lakers coach somewhat done in by locker room politics? Because last year, especially like the first year with Caruso. Yeah, he was a two way guy. He was probably somewhat limited by that at the beginning. And they didn't really know what they had. He, he, He hadn't broken out yet. He finally did break out you know, towards the end of that season. And so fine. Okay, I'm not necessarily going to put that one on Luke to go into the next season, though, after Caruso had pretty much shown that he was like a solid point guard down the stretch of the prior season and just completely shelve him. I do think it was a little bit of a political thing because who are you going to play him over? Right. That's the question that we always have to ask. And would you want Lonzo ball benched? Probably not. Would you want Rondo benched? Probably. But would LeBron want Rondo benched? Would the other veterans in the locker room want Rondo benched? No. Uh, You know, and then you look at like 
honestly, Lance Stevenson's existence on that roster may have been what really screwed over Caruso as much as anything, because at least you could have played him in some of those two guard lineups. But Lance being a veteran and being like, you know, a guy that obviously had some level of cachet in the locker room. And again, we can disagree on whether or not that I'm not saying this should have been the case. I'm just saying it was, yeah. you know, I think that that. It didn't hamstring Luke Walton because he could have tried to just do what was best for the team and sell it to them. And he did not do that. Um, But I think that that is ultimately like those are the combination of factors that went into Caruso not playing that much last year until finally there were enough injuries that really allowed him to break out. I mean, he was incredible down the stretch. Like he he shot 48 percent from three, 44.5 percent from the field overall, which means that he was better from three than he was (laughs) like on twos, which is incredible. And I don't think will hold up. But I do think that he showed that he's at least a capable three-point shooter. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there is going to be some regression here, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, he only took 50 <laughs> attempts last season, yeah. so he made 24 of them. It, it reached That's a point— it reached a point where Caruso, at, at, at one point in the year, was the like the if he shot a three pointer, that was the most confident I felt <laughs> in the Lakers shooting a three. Yeah, I mean, hey, statistically, he was the best one. Yeah, by a lot, by by yeah. by a by leaps and bounds. Uh, but yeah, I that's this is where I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the team politics of this because that's really where all this. It's the number one. I guess component of of whether or not we believe that Caruso can play a serious role on this roster. He's talented enough. It's not like he's super young, right? He's going to be twenty four next or twenty five in in next season as he plays. He's actually already twenty five. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Well, he's yeah. going into his twenty five year twenty five season is, is how I should have said it. I just kind of had a minor stroke, but but, <laughs> but like he, you know, it's not like he, it's not like he's Taylor Horton Tucker out there, right? Where who's going to be nineteen next year? It's 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 here's this guy who is of NBA age, uh, NBA role player age, and and he's he's shown in in both of his stints up at the NBA level that you know. He at least somewhat belongs there. Last year, he just outright belonged there, and and you know when we we're going to talk about things that he can improve on next season. But but you know when you look back at his at his seasons thus far, he I don't know if there's much he could have done to. I mean, he didn't have any expectations, so that's that's worth noting as well. But there's nothing more he could have done to outperform those expectations any further he just hasn't been given the opportunity yet that and 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 it really comes down to yeah he's played for a bad coach like he's he played for a bad nba coach sorry Luke. yeah and like uh, the other thing too like as far as like exceeding expectations you're you're absolutely right the man tried to dunk on rudy gobert he was feeling <laughs> himself so much like alex caruso woke up he looked in a mirror and he's like you know what i can dunk on the best shot blocker in the league today and he almost did it <laughs> dude's nick you know is stifle tower and he's like i'm gonna climb it <laughs> yeah. And then Rudy Gobert, like he cried because he th- said that people didn't understand defense and people were giving Alex Caruso too much credit for trying. And he's just worried about like the example that that sets for kids. Yeah. Go, go bear crying. Here's my shock face. You can't see my face because it's a yeah, well, audio. Yeah, we didn't. But it's not audio. shocked. I'm, I'm telling you right now. It's, it's not. Yeah. Very, very I mean, he didn't actually do that. But if he did do that, I wouldn't have been surprised because yeah. he's a big baby. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's take a quick second here, and when we come back, I'm going to we are going to try to find places where he can improve, and and quite frankly, it's really really hard. So it might be a really short segment. 
right, so we're back, and and, and again, I'm joined by by Harrison, uh, Big Balderbrand Fagan, and Harrison. There isn't anything he can improve, right? Um. Well, I mean, you kind of alluded to it with the nickname. I, I do. One of the Kamenetsky brothers, I'm blanking on which one, wrote a good story on The Athletic about it's time for Alex Caruso to come home and, you know, like shave his head. And I I do. I honestly think that Alex Caruso has probably cost himself. This is not an exaggeration. Millions of dollars by not shaving his head, because I think when you're kind of like as someone who is a little bit balding, you know, people judge you for it. And, you know, obviously I haven't decided to go ahead and shave, so I can't criticize him too much for it. But. You know, like I think that if if you're the shaved head guy, I think that plays a little bit better. Yeah. Although the problem with white guys shaving their heads is that they tend to look like human fingers, and and yeah, I mean, other pieces yeah. of the human body that that you don't really normally want to look like. Yeah. Or you know, we can go the other way. And are you still sponsored by any like uh, hair growth uh, brands or anything? Should Hims, we just Hims hops on here every so often? Yeah. Okay. Well, then he could try Hims. You know. Yeah. And. Like then all of a sudden, like what if Caruso just came into next season with like just like a flowing like Joe Dirt level Fabio hair? Oh yeah, yeah or that yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like that is how you stunt on. Like that guy is playing 20 minutes a game, and like Rondo is relegated to the bench. Yeah, I I would like to see him rock the straight backs and then just fully embrace the Kawhi Leonard. He has the money for it. I'm just saying. Well, (laughs) now he's been paid. And, you know, like he can afford it. I'm not, you know, again, like I don't want like there's just not really that much on the basketball court he can improve as far as like, you know, like I think that fans should hope that his regression to the mean on threes doesn't it's not like too precipitous. Like, I don't think it's too much to ask for like 37 percent. Like, do you think that's reasonable? Yeah, I think that's fair. I I, I, like 30, 30, 36, 37. Yeah, I. What is he shot? I mean, you would know this better than me. Is he is he a capable shooter in the G League? So his G League percentages kind of tanked last year, and it was because he like he took a lot. He did not play in the G League. He actually was a worse player in the G League last year than he was in the NBA, and it's for this reason. It's he was stretching himself a little bit to try and show he was like kind of you know oh well I didn't get my call up I didn't get my contract at the end of last year I'm going to show that maybe I can do a little bit more and mm-hmm. like he went outside of his lane a little bit and he was taking pull ups and he was you know he was just playing a little bit more selfishly and I. I don't mean selfish in the sense of like criticizing him, but it was selfish in the sense of like he was trying to go out there and show that he could do a little bit more than he could probably do. Mm-hmm. And so when he got called up to the Lakers and he was kind of staying within his skill set more and he's like, OK, well, now I have to go out there and play the role that this team wants me to because, you know, I don't have a leash here. I'm not I'm not the best player on the roster here anymore. And he kind of stayed within himself and he was much better. And so like he, he wasn't he's an OK shooter, I think. Uh, and obviously NBA length is different and 50 attempts in the NBA last year is not like a huge sample size. You know, like I got, what did he shoot the year, but he only took 43 the year before. So we're looking yeah. like his career percentages in the NBA. We're basing it off 93, three point attempts, which is not a lot. Yeah. That's you know, like, that's not even a full 100 games. to take the percentage out of. Yeah. that That's like, that's, that's like a week for Steph Curry. Yeah. Or like a game, you know, like against the Hornets next year. According to NBA Twitter, that's how many threes Steph should shoot per game. Yes. Is is 93. While Durant sits in the corner. (laughs) I want to, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up, you know, and we'll talk about the role that we think he should play next year. But look, 
Alex Caruso isn't going to be asked to do a lot. Like all, all he's really going to be asked to do here is is go out there and defend at the point of attack, which we think he can do. He can do. Yeah, uh, he just needs to hit the occasional wide open three pointer, like wide, wide open, because no, no coach is going into uh, any NBA game right now. And game planning for Alex Caruso three-pointers yet. No, yeah, I could promise you that Frank Vogel is not sitting somewhere right now, like, drawing up plays for to run Alex Caruso off a bunch of screens. Yeah, I, I, would, I, would, probably, I would probably not envision that happening. And he just needs to do that for about, like, 20, game, 20 minutes a game. Yeah, no, I honestly, I, I think he's an interesting one because I think he's the best player on the Lakers roster, or not the best player on the Lakers <laughs> roster, the best point guard on That's the Lakers roster. That's a Freudian roster. slip right yeah. there. No, that was, yeah, that was actually a great soundbite. You can use that to plug the show tomorrow. I am, but, I will. Um, he is the best point guard on the Lakers roster if we are not counting LeBron as a point guard. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to be, we could probably get into this in the next By segment. Quite a, a margin bit. too, by the way. I, I just think that it's going to be interesting to see if he has like the best mix of all the skill sets that you'd want in a LeBron and Anthony Davis team point guard, yeah, but they absolutely. still have Rondo and Quinn cook and you know, like I, I guess Daniels to some degree, but mostly the former two. And it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of manage that because you would think that those guys did not get signed to the money they did to not play. Yeah, I would, or at least would, Rondo only got the veterans minimum, but they didn't bring Rondo back to not play. Yeah, I think, did Quinn Cook? I think he also got the minimum, right? Or did he get slightly? Quinn Cook above? got a little more than the minimum, if I remember correctly. But let me look that up. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're all paid a right around the same, I believe. Yeah, all those guys uh, are, are in that kind of range. And and you know what? Here's here's the thing. All they, you know what? Let's save. I'm going to save this point. I'm going to save this point for for the the following segment where we talk about the team dynamic because that's. I look. We could analyze Alex Caruso, the player, right now. He's a Sneaky athletic, sorry about the white guy cliche, sneaky athletic point guard. He got two years, six million, Quinn Cook did, uh, which is more, wow. that's more than the minimum that's, for that's, his, someone with his experience. Yeah, so, but but Alex Caruso is a, is a solidish point guard who should not be asked to do a bunch. All he has to do, like I said, is just defend at the point of attack, knock down the occasional three-pointer, and don't turn the ball over a bunch. Like that's it. Yeah, like, that's that's yeah. all he has to do. Just stay within himself. Yeah, and and I think in in that you know when you talk about in individual skill sets, he his skill set matches what's going to be asked of him better than any other point guard I think on the roster. Maybe Quinn 100%. Cook. You could make that case for Quinn Cook because he's a better shooter and he Quinn just Cook, can't defend at all, and yeah. he's not much of a playmaker maker either like i still would put caruso well, i mean, ahead I mean of him. for what he's going to be asked to do quinn cook is yeah, just like, good like you you put quinn cook in a game you just go go shoot like when yeah, i used to cook when i used has, to play yeah. when when i would play on on my high school team my coach would literally just put me in against the 2-3 zone and say anytime you touch the ball it has to be going towards the rim like that's that was the and that's all you're putting quinn cook in to do whereas yeah, like he was Caruso, like anthony do not drive to the basket yeah, never dribble never dribble you know what it, like don't even go back video. on defense it's embarrassing for all of us so just stand there in 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 the corner or on a wing or something like that and shoot it anytime you touch it it was a cool existence. It was really fun. Quinn yeah, Cook's sure. going to be sounds... <laughs> Quinn Cook's no Quinn Cook season. can play on this team. It's Rondo that I struggle to see the utility for. Yeah, no, that's it's not it's not great. Uh, so right. he'll probably start and play thirty minutes a game. Oh, 
I legit just like that that ugh that you heard right there was legitimate. It wasn't played up. It was that was just a guttural, kicked in the nuts, Draymond style, Stephen Adams. Ugh. If I don't get to come, if I don't get to troll you, why would I even come on here? I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> That's not okay. I would buy you lunches and stuff, but you know you moved out to LA. Yeah, it's true. You're just gonna have to like Venmo me lunches. <laughs> I'm sure. I'll send you a Postmates occasionally. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick let's take a quick break, and uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the team wide construct construct here because that's really all this comes down to. Like that's that's really the number one question regarding Alex Caruso, and and it's really the number one question facing Frank Vogel as a head coach who has an interim coach in waiting in Jason Kidd. ready for a hot take Harrison uh I'm never really ready but I'm as prepared as I can be I think Alex Caruso most improved player Ooh, I don't oh man I just like I struggle to see him getting the minutes to just and like their usage to justify that but you know I'm not I'm not I don't hate it like I just for me the biggest thing is just like I don't – again, I, I said this before, but I don't think that they brought Rondo back to not play. Like especially when he was out here recruiting DeMarcus Cousins, like recruiting – you know, like with Anthony Davis. He was recruiting – I forget. Wasn't there someone else he was recruiting? I guess Avery Bradley a little bit. And like I don't think that Rondo's doing that to just be like a coach on the bench. You know, I don't think Rondo's coming back if that's what they're saying you're going to be but is just like a coach on the bench necessarily. And – you know, just the way that Davis and LeBron talking about him, I will believe he's not playing a significant role when Until, it actually happens. When, when it actually happens. And so then how many minutes a game? Like, even if that only takes up 20, LeBron's probably going to play some point, it sounds like. And they're yeah. probably going to want to get Quinn Cook on the floor. I just wonder if this is going to be another situation where Alex Caruso gets trapped, even if he has the perfect skill set. And it's a political thing again. Yeah, that's that's the, the number one hang up here with my hot take. But. But you go from 27 games total, like 27 games played total, to now starting point guard on a championship contender, which he might finish the year as. Like that's you talk about like the the, the actual definition of the award, and and that's it right now. You know, usually hey, I'm go- not saying I won't be out there stumping for him. Like let's get let's get this narrative going like really <laughs> early in the year. Just be like, oh Alex, just start. We can just start saying Alex Caruso seems to be the favorite for most improved player so far, and that kind of gets it going in people's head. And then then group think we can get the narrative going. You know how you know how a lot of people on Twitter will you know change their name, not their at, but their name on there to you know number one. I think Rose Lavelle stand is is a popular one right now for yeah or like you know Alex Caruso fan account that's well right so I want to do like Alex Caruso most improved player account yeah maybe we could just set up that actual account yeah we could just we could just start an account called Alex Caruso facts that just tweets out facts about Alex Caruso like did you know Anthony that the Lakers last year were five point six points per one hundred possessions better when Alex Caruso played than when he sat. There you go. I, I would I would throw in the occasional wild stat like Alex Caruso made Kevin Durant cry by dunking on him in a game. Yeah, like we don't they don't even have to be true. That's true. We could just make them up. Yeah. And Jamario Jones shat himself on the court because of that dunk. It was wild. 
I don't know why we have to slander Jamario Jones to get this done. I think we could workshop that one. No, that that actually, I have a I have the image saved in the article that I wrote that night. Remember that recap? Recap that was a fun recap. But yeah, so that's that's my hot take here. And and look, we've talked about this all show long, and that's really what this is going to come down to: is will Frank Vogel do what's actually best for the team here, or will he abide by? the whims of of LeBron and of Anthony Davis and of DeMarcus Cousins in an attempt to save a job that most consider gone anyway, right? Yeah, it, and you can just see Jason, and then in the background is Jason Kidd just working on, like, sharpening a knife against, like, a, one of those circular spinning wheels yeah. that he had attached. Yeah. And Frank's like, wait, why does Jason get a bigger office than me and he gets that special knife sharpener thing? <laughs> wait, wait. Why is Jason Kidd's name on the chair one seat to my right? What's going on? Wait, when did you move the head coach's office to the former utility closet? <laughs> Why do I have a red stapler? Um, <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, do you, so do you think do you think though that you know we see a scenario here? Like how loud does the numbers do the numbers have to be? in order for Alex Caruso to play a role indicative of his talent level compared to the Rondos, the Quinn Cooks, and even the Troy Daniels? I honestly think, like, and again, I'm, I don't want to wish injury on anyone or anything. I no, do yeah. think that it would, like, take an injury to, like, completely knock Rondo out of the rotation. And again, like, we haven't seen Frank Vogel coach yet. We don't really know if this will be the case. And maybe LeBron and, and maybe during training camp it will make itself clear that Alex Caruso should be the guy. And guy, even Rondo, like, will come around. Because generally vets, like, if they know that they're getting outplayed and whatever, like, they're willing to, like, kind of take a back seat for the betterment of the team. And Rondo, you know, so far has shown to be a pretty good vet if nothing else and that's like his primary value so you know like there's a chance that he ends up fighting his way into the rotation but like you know i I also just kind of struggle to see like how the numbers would even happen if he doesn't like if they start the year starting rondo and then quinn cook's kind of the backup because you bring in that different look with shooting and whatever and again maybe like they play like quinn cook and caruso together sometimes and that's how they address some so you you honestly really think rondo's going to be the starting point guard I would honestly be shocked if he's not. Really? Yeah. Boy, the audience is not going to be happy with you. Yeah, I don't like. I don't want to be right about that. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just struggle to see it not happening. Like he, Rondo is close with Demarcus. He's close uh-huh. with Anthony Davis, and LeBron spent all year last year unsolicited telling everyone who would listen that he and Rondo were the two brains of the team. And just all the time, like a weird amount of Rondo praise, completely unsolicited. And like that makes me think that LeBron and we know that he can flex his muscles as much as he wants, like and that this is going to be a collaborative thing. If LeBron James makes it clear that he feels like Rondo should be starting alongside him, then. Well, I think it's important that, that LeBron said the two brains and not the two able bodied human beings. <laughs> yeah. You think, I don't know. Maybe maybe upset alert. He's setting up Rondo to coach. It's going to be like the unforeseen coup. You know what? I would take it. I got a question the other day in in the mailbag. Who I, they asked me if I if I would feel more comfortable about Jason Kidd starting point guard or Jason Kidd assistant coach, and I said starting point guard. I feel the opposite about Rajon Rondo. I would feel a lot more confident. You'd rather have him as the coach. Yeah, like, you know, I think he said that he wants to go into the front office and not coaching is the only problem. Oh, well, good luck. 
that's really worked out for Chauncey Billups to this point. And I mean, hey, there's more there's more job security there. I don't really blame him. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. But that's like me saying I don't want to host Locked On Lakers. I would rather host the Bill Simmons podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> great, <laughs> but you have this podcast here. Hey, man, aim high, and yeah, that would be hilarious if they gave you that job and, and didn't change the name of the didn't podcast. Didn't change the name. Didn't change it at all. The Bill Simmons podcast with Anthony Irwin. <laughs> Maybe you could just do you could just start that podcast, the Bill Simmons podcast with Anthony Irwin. It'd be like great for SEO. I wonder if he like I mean he would eventually sue. But like, Yeah, I think eventually they'd probably sue. But I would I would like I would like to like throw one show up there. Maybe that'll be the title for this show, this this episode. No, it won't be. It won't be. But Bill Simmons and Anthony Irwin discuss Alex Caruso without Bill Simmons and with Harrison Fagan instead. <laughs> it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually I actually disagree with you though. I don't think Brondo starts the year as a starting point guard. Look no. at you setting yourself up for disappointment. Well, sure. I respect it. But you the optimist you the July optimist. But, this is this is quite the change for well, you. This is this is the part that, that makes me really nervous though, is that if Rondo isn't starting, that means he's the first point guard off the bench. And that now now that now makes Caruso even lesser a presence in the rotation. Yeah, I'm just like I know they re-signed him, and that's great. I'm happy he finally got his bag, but I'm very concerned about like what level of role he will be able to carve out on this team. And again, like they could do something and prove me wrong. It just like I I just don't know where the minutes are coming. They, and maybe Quinn Cook is like the break glass. Maybe yeah. Quinn Cook is the break glass in case of an emergency guy. But the way that they paid these guys would not necessarily indicate that. Yeah, it would be it would be great. I mean, he would have to be. Alex Caruso would probably go down as the lowest paid starting point guard on a title winner ever, right? He would yeah, unless to. somebody's done it on the minimum. I don't know if that's happening. So, like, maybe the LeBron Heat teams. No, Chalmers was always pretty well paid. No, well, Chalmers he was on a rookie deal for a little while there, so maybe that was it. But I don't know if he was on his rookie deal when they won their first championship because they didn't win yeah, that Yeah, Caruso's only making a little bit more than $2 million a year. So Yeah, so I, I, it's possible. It's possible. I actually really do have – I'm, I'm going to talk myself into this because – Fuck it, it's July. I, I I'm gonna be optimistic in July. Well, yeah, you might as well. Like, this is how you do this. These things is you're like, here's the ideal version of things are going to happen, and oh, then God. you get really mad when oh, they don't God. go that way. <laughs> I do hope, like, at some point during training camp, we do get some of those. Holy crap! Alex Caruso is lighting the gym on fire. Rondo can't stay in front of him. That's that's actually going to happen. But Rondo can't stay in front of anybody. That's also going to happen. Alex Caruso is going to be the starting no the set the first point guard the 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 lead point guard in the rotation with Avery Bradley starting as like the actual point guard in that in that first group. That's how I yeah. I think the thing for me is that I just keep coming back to in my like thinking about this team is that Rondo, outside of being like a third point guard veteran presence thing, just doesn't make sense. And so it makes even less sense that they're going to probably like play him because Caruso is again like he is the exact point guard that you want with LeBron. I was writing about the team's roster depth today for silver screen and roll. And like, I was talking about the different skill sets. So like you have Quinn cook, if you want shooting, you have Rondo, if you want like, you know, just like veteran presence out there in general where, and then like you have Avery Bradley is not a point guard, but he's a guy that you might throw out there to defend point guards in the lineups where LeBron is like point guard. Um, So you have defense from him and then Caruso can do all of that. So, You know, like maybe he can't do every single one of those things as well as those other guys, but he is the Frankenstein's monster of all those skill sets and kind of the perfect point guard for a LeBron team. And so 
you know, I just like, I think he's a good secondary playmaker too. And like, I think that I, I think he should be the starting point guard. I'm just dubious that he will be. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. He should be. And it'll be probably the, the, the drum that I banged the hardest at the beginning of the year is like, get Rondo off the court. Anthony's going to start the fire Vogel train early. I will. If he if he is like if he really does put politics ahead of what's best for the team here and I get it if it's like Anthony Davis not playing the five because you're trying to convince this guy to stick around long term. Well, but, and there's a basketball argument to be made for that in terms of like sustainability and all that. Like yeah. there are genuine arguments to be made outside of just his preference right. for Anthony Davis not playing the five full time. Absolutely, but if 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 the politics here get in the way to the point where we're we're have to watch Rajon Rondo starting point guard or even 20 minute a night point guard for the Lakers like that's legitimately hurting the team that it's it, it's it's indisputable that that would hurt the team he I you people think I talk in hyperbole here when I say this but Rondo was the worst player in the NBA given the responsibility that he was asked to carry the burden he was asked to carry like by a lot the Lakers were ten points better when he, when when uh, he had a a net rating of negative ten. They were eight points better with him on the bench, and or no one they were a positive like two points when he was on the bench, and then eight points worse when he was playing. It was just he was just a bad NBA player. He can't stay in front of anybody. He doesn't space the floor because even though he shot better, he was a he doesn't catch and shoot, which allows defenses to just rotate to him anyway because he wants to dribble into his threes anyway. And and you know, he dominates the ball when he plays out there with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and even potentially DeMarcus Cousins. So he doesn't help in any way shape or form and if the politics get in the way of of playing Caruso, who is like the antithesis of all of those things, that's when I have a problem. That's when I have, that's no, when I, I start I, to freak out. I, I totally get it. I just like, I don't, I think that's exactly how things are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Always great to, to get, you and I, we were going to try to deadpan like all this, but I did, I did fire off my hot take and I do stand by it. I do think that Alex Caruso is going to get some of that most improved player buzz just because of where he came from last year. Like playing no, I, I think hey, and being a if G he's the starting, too. if he starts for the team and they they are winning, he will probably get some butts. I yeah. just like you know we have to see how Vogel handles this, yeah. and we have to see how hard LeBron pushes for Rondo and how, and Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins and all those guys, and like how much how much Vogel can balance the politics of that if it is something that comes up. Like this is where we're going to see the coaching chops and like the, can you bring the locker room together and get them united behind your vision type thing? Yeah. Frank, if you're listening, please, please. Frank, don't. if you're listening, first of all, watch Come on out the show. You. Second of all, <laughs> watch up. <laughs> second of all, good luck. I just want to say good luck. Like that's a, if I, if I would have gotten a question at his press conference, I would have just been like, Hey Frank, first of all, good luck. Uh, second question. <laughs> How terrified are you of Jason Kidd? Yeah, is Jason Kidd in the building? Like, do you keep a tracker on him? <laughs> it's like a bell or something. Has Jason Kidd left a shadow yet this year? Like, yeah, do you like, think? Do, we'll, do you sometimes do you sometimes look around a corner and you see Jason Kidd like half staring out from behind the wall and then he disappears really quickly? Yeah, yeah, with a whoosh, like with a cape yeah. whoosh. Yeah. Funny, funny place for this thing to end. Kind of figured it would. We had a little bit of fun here, and that's really what we're gonna do for the for, for the. I don't know, for the most of this offseason. We're just going to get on here, have a little bit of fun, 
give take up about a half hour of your time and 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 allow you to to get away from whatever it is that you want to get away from um and then talk to you again the the, the following day so Harrison, no, i mean i've been I, i've been enjoying these like i like pete's great <laughs> This is like every single iTunes review I get. Every, every single one of them. I, I was laughing at those during uh, – I listened to one of your recent mailbags and like everybody was ending their question with like, wow, like Pete, really appreciate the coverage you do. Okay, so question for you guys. Right, right. Hey, that's that's every single – Yeah, question. people, tell Anthony that you appreciate him too. He's very insecure about this. Uh, all right. So, so long as the checks don't stop, I'm, I'm fine. But <laughs> – have a great rest of your day, everybody. Make somebody else's. And Frank Vogel, play Alex Caruso. And watch out. <laughs>